Hi everybody, Richard Tubb here with another interview and today I'm joined by Derek Brown, the Managing Director at Pronto Marketing. Now, Pronto Marketing create and manage all the moving parts of your internet presence without it costing a fortune. In a previous life, Derek actually worked at Microsoft where, amongst other roles, he was the Director of Product Management for Small Business Server. Um, and since forming Pronto Marketing, Derek and his team in Thailand have helped hundreds of businesses with their website design, copywriting, SEO, social media, and more. Derek, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Good. It's a pleasure to be here, Richard. Fantastic. Now, you and I have known each other for a number of years now. In fact, I think my MSP was one of Pronto Marketing's first clients here in the UK. Um, and you really helped my business to, the best way I can put it is to stop procrastinating about getting a good quality website live and doing what it should do, generate leads. So for anybody who's not familiar with yourself or with Pronto, perhaps you can give us a bit of background, share who you are, where you've come from, and a little bit more about what Pronto do. Okay. Um, as you mentioned, my background before founding Pronto, I was at Microsoft for 13 years. Um, and when I left, um, I, one of the things I thought a lot about, I wanted to start, start a company, and I thought about a need out there. And I actually went back to my experience when I was responsible for Windows Small Business Server in how small IT service companies struggled with marketing. And I would go out and do roadshows and user groups and SMB Nation and all these sorts of things. And I would hear that same thing about struggling in marketing. And the number one reason you would hear was lack of time. And so when started Pronto Marketing, we thought about how could we help a small business execute on their marketing. And the same thing was also true just in life outside of uh, SMB of um, MSPs. If I was at a barbecue with a friend who owned a small business on Sunday and he said, what should I do? And I would say, send a newsletter. I would be 100% sure he will never do it. Um, he wouldn't have the time and he would get busy and you have clients on Monday morning and you're in the tornado and the work doesn't get done. So our idea when we started Pronto Marketing is we really wanted a do-it-yourself service so that for some portion of a small business marketing activities, we take responsibility and work like an extension of their team. So from designing the website to writing the copy to hosting, developing it, doing updates, posting blog posts, sending out email newsletters, optimizing SEO, you know, adding new landing pages or forms when they're needed to do that in a subscription-based service. So it was affordable and a full service uh, for the small business. And today we have over a thousand clients and the vast majority of those are some flavor of IT service provider or MSP. Got it. Now, as I alluded to, uh, we used to be, uh, my MSP used to be a client of Pronto Marketing way back in the day. Yeah. And, and, the, and the reason why we went with Pronto Marketing was because, frankly, Derek, we were procrastinating about getting a website up there. So, and I don't think that's unusual. You know, there's not a day goes by when I go to a networking event, meet an IT business owner. He hands me his business card and he says, oh, um, and ignore the website. It's a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why do you think so many IT companies seem to struggle or procrastinate when it comes to developing their website? I think there's a, there's a couple issues. You know, I mean, again, it's the first is that for every small business owner, you're first and foremost a technician or an expert on whatever it is you do, be it a baker or an IT guy. And anything outside of that is going to be a, a lower um, priority. I also think there's 
sort of a, an illusion in some respects that a website should be easy. And I think especially if you're an IT and a technical guy, you sort of it's it's not totally abstract. Uh, you need a server and you need to do these things. And you go can go down that do-it-yourself path. Um, and I think just fine. You don't have the time. It's hard to keep up. It needs to be updated. It's hard to be good at something that you don't do very often. So it becomes this frustration. And then many times the alternative is like, well, we need to get help. Well, you're going to go to an agency and maybe they're either very expensive or they do parts like, yes, I'll develop your website, but you need to have someone write the copy or they'll do pieces of it that you have to put together. And then at the end, they just hand it back to you um, and say, OK, now update and take care of your website. So I think it's that struggle of time and managing those resources and a little bit of the illusion that it should be easy when, in fact, it's not. Mm, indeed, I uh, speak to a lot of IT businesses who probably classify themselves as like a jack of all trades. Anything that's got a plug on the end of it, they expect to be experts in. And of course, even though most IT businesses would know how to put together a website, you've hit the nail on the head, actually finding the time to do it and to keep it going is uh, incredibly difficult. So, so moving forward then, what's the typical results a business should expect to see when they've got their website in order? Right. Um, well, I'll just give you an example. At Pronto, um, when, our, when clients come on board, we get their, uh, they give us their you know, link to their Google Analytics account so we can track their performance and integrate things in the website. And that, that typically, if they've had a website for some time, we have their historical um, data at all. And on average, our clients see about a 51% increase in organic search traffic within about six months. And... Most of that, or all of it, I would say, is really, it's not any one big thing. It's, it's frankly not rocket science. It's about doing a lot of little things well and just getting the website set up right and doing things right and the content right and, you know, Google local places right and lots and lots of little things. So I think an expectation should be that your traffic increases and you want your leads to increase, but if you want more leads, you need more traffic and you need, so first and foremost, to be getting that traffic, and then secondly, to get a website that's converting leads. Got it. Now, of course, it's all well and good building a, a new website uh, and putting it out there, but in a very short period of time, you know, it becomes stale. So from your perspective, how, how do you keep a website fresh and how do you keep it generating good quality leads? Yeah, I think um, it's important to be doing updates on a regular basis, and that's why we set up our service around an all-you-can-eat, you know, tell us when you want anything updated and make it easy because if it's hard, like even you, know, you have a new team member join your team and you want to update the our team page, but you know, you need to crop the photo, you need to write the bio, you need to remember how to put it on the web page, and of course, then it doesn't get done. So the, the first part of that process is you want to be updating your site on a regular basis. You changed your service, you added your services, you added a person, you, any of that, I'll, I'll put blog aside for a second. But those website refreshers are important because they keep, keep your website fresh in the search engine. So our process has been that, make that easy. You know, we just hired Richard, here's his picture, here's his LinkedIn profile, put him on the website and we write the bio, get the picture right and, and create it. Um, the other piece is, is keeping your website fresh in terms of, of content, and that could be blog content. 
is great for that. And it's not just from an SEO perspective, but it's also a perspective of people coming to your website. It's a first impression on your business. And nothing looks worse than you come to a website and there's like a news section or a blog section and the last updated, you know, 2013. Um, and I've seen worse. You know? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, what does that say about your business? Are these guys really on top of on top of things? Um, you know, w- what's going on here? Am I going to you know, are they going to are they going to be focused? Are they on top of their business? Um, so I think it's really important to what you bite off. You do it in a way that people are seeing things really fresh and updated. And it's clear. It's a reflection on how you're on top of your business. Mm, it's so important, isn't it, keeping it yeah. up to date for, for that impression you give. Just as a side note, if, uh, I was chatting to a PR company here in the UK, and I, I shall remain nameless. Um, really impressed with the conversation I had with them, but you know, went away, did my due diligence, looked at their website, and of course, the, uh, uh, the news section hadn't been updated since 2011. And so, as you say, immediately, all those questions pop into mind, you know, are they on top of things? They talk a good talk, but do they follow up with actions, that type of thing? So, right. yeah, that, keeping, it in, uh, keeping content uh, fresh is uh, very, very important. You know, so, something, something that I, I get uh, here sometimes is some say, well, my business comes from referrals. And, you know, if you're, if you're doing your job well in a, in a business like an IT server provider, it should be. Um, but... You know, that always underappreciates how many referrals did you get where the referrer said, hey, you should go check out their website. You know, here's their website. You know, Bob's doing a great job for us. And they go to your website and they decide, you know, I I respect the referral, but I don't this place. It's kind of like what happened to you at the PR company. And and they walk away and you don't know what you're losing, even if you feel like you build your business referrals, that it's unfair. You could be the best IT guy on the planet. But if your website sucks, there's an immediate connotation about the quality of your work um, that you might do for them. So it's critical. Absolutely. And you probably never get to hear about those those leads. They just never get in touch, right. do they? Right. No. So that's so. Yeah. So. So so when we're talking about content and keeping the website fresh, uh, in your opinion, having worked with lots and lots of managed service providers and IT solution providers, what type of content should be featured on uh, MSP websites? Right. Um, I, I think one thing that we've gotten very strong about is thinking about it in, in, a, in like, I'll kind of put it in three parts. And the first is the home page. And really for a a kind of lead generation business professional services, your ideal scenario is that that homepage closes the lead and they pick up the phone and call you or send you an email or fill out a contact us form. And if you think about that, because, you know, you, you just want them to come to the website and go, this company will solve my problem. I need to get in touch with them. And they don't necessarily need to read lots and lots and lots of inner page content on services. So first and foremost, I would have a compelling homepage that tells your story. Here's who we are. Here's our value proposition. Here's what we're good at. Here's a testimonial or a few from clients. Here's how to get in touch with us. Then as a second level, I do think a certain amount of, of what I'll call inner page content you know, we do these kind of network services. We provide these kind of security services. We're active in these verticals. Those can be important because X number of people want to go to that next step. Like, okay, it looks like a good company, but do they address my issue or my need? Um, and, and we'll go do that kind of next step of due diligence. So I think it's important to take them through that step. 
I would say the third piece of content is more as it relates to marketing you're doing is if you're doing any kind of AdWords or email marketing or display marketing or anything like that, you really should be building or having someone build landing pages for you that are specific to that advertising and that offer. So you don't want to just like say, you know, have a, an offer, get your free security audit, and then you land them on a homepage that may have something about security audit, but they've got to kind of scroll through and look through a lot of information. You want someone to land on a specific landing page that's, that's got a form right there, that's got a picture of the security audit, and to capture those leads. So I would say it's those kind of three pieces. A homepage that you hopefully just closes the deal right off the bat. Inner pages for the people who want to dig around and get some specific info. Also can help with specialized SEO sorts of queries. Um, and then have the, do the extra work if you're going to invest in marketing to have specific landing pages um, to capture those leads. It makes a huge difference. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Now, you, you touched upon it a little bit earlier in our conversation, but uh, blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, most MSPs, when they think of content, they think, well, I really haven't got the time to be doing blogging, to be writing blog posts. Why should a business be blogging in the first place? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple reasons uh, you know, for it. One is we talked about earlier, it's a great way to keep your website fresh um, and just kind of show that you're being updated. Um, if you're doing original blogging of your own, it always helps with SEO. It, you know, those things get indexed and they just, the more activity and content the search engines see, um, that's better. And it's also an opportunity for you to position yourself as an expert. And it's you writing about uh, such and such topic. Um, and I, I don't think so. you have to do it, you know, a lot. I mean, really a well-written once a month blog post would be about a thousand times better than no blog post. Um, you know, I think if you can't commit to at least, say, once a month, then you do risk that looking out of, out of date. But I don't think it's something that you have to feel like you're doing, um, you know, on a we- even a weekly basis. If you, if you got one or two out a month, I think that's probably realistic and um, doable. Mm, it's interesting, Derek. I know, you know, I've, I uh, preach into the converted when you're talking about blogging. Obviously, I've built my entire business off the back of blogging but, uh, and, and the MSP business before it. But um, interestingly, uh, people say, how do you, uh, to me, they say, how do you write so much uh, content for blog posts? The, the, the secret is I don't actually write that much. I think there's almost a, once you start doing it consistently, like you say, you know, once, twice a month, it mm-hmm. actually gives the illusion that you're generating a lot more content uh, than you do because you can really reuse that content and, and, and share it in different ways, which I think brings me on to my next question, which is the role that social media plays in generating traffic for a website. Um, talk, talk to me a little bit about how Pronto help people on the social media side things, because they do go hand in hand nowadays, don't they, social media and the website? Yes, it's important to get those things set up and have an integrated uh, kind of presence and branding across them. And that is something we set up and take care of all our clients when we get them started. Uh, social media, it, it, it can depend, and for business and professional services, you know, how much traffic comes from that. I, again, I think it's an important part of the checklist. I would say for most professional services, I wouldn't overinvest um, there, but I would keep it fresh and I would keep it active. It's, it's not that hard to do, just pictures of what you're doing or things, little news about clients and stuff. I think it, you know, it all just takes a few minutes uh, here and there to do that. So I think it's important and part of the online presence for, a, for any small business. 
Understood. So you, you were telling me off air a little bit about how you might manage uh, some of your clients' uh, Facebook profiles, for instance. Um, to what degree do you actually uh, manage that Facebook profile? You know, I'm presuming you help them post content, but maybe when it comes to the Christmas party pictures and things, not so much. Yeah. So we we kind of have a couple levels of the service. Um, one is getting everything set up right. Two, we can make sure that uh, if there's content or syndicated content or blog content or things that we can manage for them, we get those feeding into uh, their page. But on a, on a third piece, and we often call our social media program one plus one equals three, which is we need you, the client, to provide some things like those Christmas pictures that that we can't provide. So it really, you know, it's social media and you should be showing that kind of face of your business and your people. Um, and so it's not, it's really not that hard. You just got to get it set up right in the beginning and then kind of put it on your tickler list to update periodically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can outsource some of it, but obviously you can't outsource your, uh, everything about the, uh, the process. Yeah. It still needs that personal touch. But I, I guess when it comes to producing uh, good quality copy, uh, blog posts and other market material that's on your website and that, uh, how important is a good quality copywriter uh, for a website? You know, it's, it's really important because it's, you know, it's a perhaps underappreciated, but a good copywriter can encapsulate your story and write it in a way that's both, you know, pleasing and well-written to read and clear. So someone can go through a few sentences. They're not going to read a book about you, um, but a few sentences and go, you know, okay, I get, you know, where this person started, where they're coming from, what their expertise is, why should I trust them? And our copywriters are, you know, well-trained and they, you know, have their kind of checklists of things that they need to say and points they need to make. And it's a, it's a professional discipline. And uh, some people have a real, a real talent for being able to do that. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I, I myself, I still, I pretty much write for a living now, but, you know, I still reach out to copywriters. Uh, it's fascinating when I introduce MSP clients to copywriters. Uh, they typically do an interview. The MSP tells the copywriter what they're trying to say. Copywriter gives them text back, and then the MSP says, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but find the words for <laughs> yeah, it. It, exactly. is, it is as simple as that, really, isn't it? The yeah, discipline. Yeah. So, yeah, so, cool. So, uh, quick question. You know, I, I mentioned that you're based in Thailand now. Um, how do you ensure that the content that you generate at Pronto for your clients is, I guess, the best way of putting it, geographically specific? Yes. Um, well, so, well, you know, we have a, um, a majority of our copywriters happen to be Brits, so that, that helps. Um, it's, you know, we, we, it's in, in, in every client, you know, we're, we've got to get to know their business enough to speak to things that might be regional or things apart or the, the vernacular that might be used to say they're in, we're in the, the tri-state area or something that even a, a somewhat local copywriter might not quite be aware of that that phrase so we take a little time with the client both as our onboarding process and as we write and as we view with them to make sure we've got the tone right of what they want to say that it sounds appropriate for their market um, so you know we for that part of our business we employ you know native English speakers and you know that that along with the discipline to just communicate with the client it gets it right 
Mm, understood. So in terms of, uh, we've talked a lot about outsourcing uh, websites. So there's going to be some MSPs, some IT businesses that are listening to this and think, well, you know, I've got a decent website. I'm not really sure I need to, to outsource it. In your opinion, what are the signs that businesses should be outsourcing their website design and maintenance? Well, I think that um, there's a couple. Is your website really up to date and not just uh, up to date with content, but are you, for instance, optimized for mobile? 30, 40, maybe 50% of your traffic's coming in mobile these days, and is it working? Um, are you really integrating it into your activities? So if you were doing a campaign and you wanted a landing page, does that landing, do you know how to do that and would it get done and, and who would do it? So I think there's those elements that are important. I also, you know, think of, you know, about the cost is so low working with Pronto and I think about the value of the MSP's time. I also feel like sometimes, you know, yes, you could do it, but of all the things you could focus on today or in this week, is that actually the highest and best use of your time? You know, should you be talking to some clients or trying to get some referrals or recommendations or following up on a sales lead or something like that? So I think it's a combination of the two of what's the value of your time and also realistically, are you going to get things done in a, in a right way? Mm, makes a lot of sense. So, um, we touched upon uh, the value that Pronto bring, and I want to. Uh, we'll, we'll come to you for just a second, because I know you've got a special offer for listeners of the podcast as well. But before we do that, I just want to close off really uh, to understand what do you think are the most common mistakes that you see MSPs making with their website? I would say a couple common mistakes that we see. Um, one would be getting over ambitious in terms of website. And this is the website that often either never gets done or has inner pages or places on the website that are under construction. So if you're going to do it yourself or if you go out to someone else to do it, keep it as simple as possible. A website is never finished. So don't try to feel like every page and everything and every use and every widget you ever imagined you wanted has to be on that website in the beginning. Get the few critical pieces right um, and then kind of step by step go forward. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I see a lot of MSPs treating their website as, I guess, the trying to answer all questions <laughs> when of course a website should be a little bit like a cv you know it shouldn't try and give the whole story it should give an introduction to pique people's interest and ask them to follow up and and uh, get in touch for, for for more questions so absolutely absolutely yeah so Derek, we alluded to it a little bit earlier but you've put together a special offer for listeners of the podcast um, i've got a url to share but perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the special offer sure so the way that Pronto Service Works is we have a one-time $500 setup fee that's all the design, copywriting, social media, everything we've been talking about here. And then 30 days after that, it's $247 a month for the all-you-can-eat service. What we'll do for the listeners today is if they click on that URL, it will take them to a special page and they can get $250 off or 50% off on the setup fee um, for being one of your listeners. Fantastic. And I've got the URL here. So it's uh, tub, T-U-B-B dot co, C-O, forward slash pronto, P-R-O-N-T-O, MSP. That's tub.co forward slash pronto MSP. And using that link, uh, listeners can get 50% off the setup fees for the service. That's right. 
fantastic. Well, I appreciate you extending that offer to everyone. That's really cool. As I said, for anybody listening, um, I've known you for a long time, Derek, and I used to use Pronto Marketing for my own MSP business way back in the day. Uh, lots of my clients use Pronto Marketing at the moment, so it really is a great service, very low priced for anyone that's procrastinating or thinking about how they're going to get the website up and running. It is a service that I would recommend. So, Thank you so much for your time today, Derek. I guess if anybody is listening and wants to find out more about Pronto Marketing or find you on social media, how would they find you? Well, just search for Pronto Marketing and we'll pop up at the top of the search results. There you go. (laughs) You uh, practice what you preach. You've got everything down for the SEO. (laughs) Well, Derek, thanks again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you for your uh, great opportunity to be on the show. Thanks. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.